This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. There are many ways to describe Chaya Mumaya. She's a life coach, grooming and image consultant. She's a stylist who walks literally and figuratively tall in Mumbai's caviar circle. Known for her glamorous parties, her food and flower presentations, her luxury brands, Chaya Mumaya brushes shoulders with corporates, bankers, movie stars. But who out of all this is the real Chaya Mumaya? Chaya, I would like to know that for out of all the things that is there in your bio data, uh, life coach, grooming and image consultant, you know, stylist, uh, how did the whole story begin? When did you become so stylish? Okay, first and the foremost, uh, I come from Burma. Uh, you know, my grandparents had this uh, shipping mills in Burma. So we've always entertained very high end diplomats and the society people. And, uh, you know, coming from that background, always got invited to very formal banquets. So mm. I've learned this from my grandfather, the entire grooming etiquette, how do you carry yourself, luxury, you know, uh, the rest comes along with it. Mm-hmm. That when we came to India, when we came to Mumbai after the partition mm-hmm. and all that, I was not the one to rest on my laurels. It was much later, I mean, in college, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but this grooming, the style, everything stayed with me. It mm-hmm. never went away. So mm-hmm. uh, my father being coming from an industry family didn't let me go out and work anywhere. So I said, I need to do something for myself. And coming from a kachi, hardcore banya family, there's always business in my blood. I said, whatever I do has to make money. So I said, let me think of making some good Ayurvedic products, which my mother's very good with. So I started with a skin product. And in in about two years, I got about 600 clients. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but one thing I insisted on that I should meet my client myself to explain to them how this powder is used. So Mm -hmm. that way I could connect with people and uh, it was more easy for me to see where they're going wrong. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the clients came up to me saying, you know, I love the way you carry yourself. Why don't you teach my daughter that? Mm -hmm. So I thought about it. I pondered over it. I said, why not? So So my first grooming began when I was 18 and uh, and I charged her 350 rupees for grooming her and, wow. and and this girl got a boy in about a month's time and the mother was so happy after that about 10 of her cousins came to me to groom mm. and then of course my business started rolling so I became a grooming consultant from that time but I didn't know what the word life coach or grooming was then So I was just training them how to speak, how to sit, how to use their gestures, how to be sensuous. So whatever came naturally to me, I taught them. Hmm. There was no formal training. And um, of course, then I've never looked back uh, ever since then. You know, because the first time I heard the word image consultant, grooming consultant was in association with you in the media. Oh, thank you. And... uh, 
so you've completed your college and all this was happening simultaneously yes yes and i majored in psychology so it's easy for me to do something like that because you understand mindsets you understand the living uh, you know and because i've gone through a lot i mean met a lot of different kinds of people during my ayurvedic products which came from in a lower middle class to middle class to the rich to the super rich and to the film stars so i knew every aspect of life which is so important in grooming a person hmm. and understanding where they come from so can you elaborate uh, on these uh, products and this uh, uh, vidya which you got from your mother because you said she was the one who made these organic products yeah so my mother comes from again from a kachi family and they 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 come from a they they have a uh, vintage theater right now which is called matterton uh, in lalbagh so she came from a very large affluent family also and even her father was a very stylish man had german shepherds at that time and also she knew exactly how to uh, get me into this uh, work hmm. and her knowledge came from Uh, ayurveda she loved a uh, natural organic products she was a very stylish lady in her times uh, when she was growing up she used to wear uh, pedal pushers and um, beautiful off shoulder blouses and everything so she already had it in her so mm. she said let's do this ayurvedic product and give it out to people who need it Hmm. mainly you know film stars and models and uh, society people so that was her idea and that's how it all began and uh, my first packet i sold for 7 rupees for 100 grams and wow. i was so thrilled with that 7 rupees that i got because that was mine hmm. and uh, i said what about the profit so then we increased we increased the money to about 10 rupees so my one packet became 17 rupees okay so, <laughs> and finally yeah. my you know my last client when i stopped making the ayurvedic product was rajmata gayatri devi i wow. met her i met her she became a friend of mine whenever she would come to mumbai we would lunch together and she when she used my product she saying chaya takes me back to my olden days when we used to get pure ayurvedic product for our skin and this is exactly what you've got and she would always uh, pick up my uh, uh, scrub face scrub face pack mm. so, so that's why how why did you stop why did you stop because it, yeah because it became very laborious and i could not get uh, manual labor and i was not ready to compromise with packaged uh, ayurvedic uh, powders which are available now in the market so mm-hmm. the, the, there was a time when you know they, they were all hand pounded or we used to have that uh, grinder at home so we would grind a lot of it and of course the demand grew so i could not keep up with the kind of demand which was happening so uh, it became laborious and uh, you did not want to compromise on the quality of on the quality product, so uh, you fold folded up yeah yeah now and uh, then then i got into grooming yeah i think it was easier for you and you enjoyed that more yes absolutely so how did the grooming business expand to this present level yeah so because then uh, i'll tell you so while i used to travel because once i stopped making this powder i was very care- careful about what products i use for my face so mm. i used to get this la prairie product from sizzlin and they were one of those really the top creams in the world like each cream was costing about a lakh of rupees one bottle mm-hmm. so there were about 2 to 
three people in India who were using it. And that was it. So I used to, whenever I would travel, I would pick up my stock and come back. Then uh, La Prairie was ready to come to India and uh, they were looking for people to launch it. So they asked one of the event managers to launch it. Mm. And uh, they launched it in a nightclub with all the models. And it was a big flop because uh, it's such an expensive cream. So you can't give it out to the masses. You can't launch it in a nightclub. It's all about uh, a tot skin bright skin, fresh skin, and models are using a lot of makeup and the lights, harsh lights and all that. So it really mm. didn't work out. So mm. um, somehow they got hold of me because my name used to always uh, pop up in their computer uh, back in Switzerland in Zurich. Okay. So they approached me and they requested me, would you launch it for us? Mm. I said, sure, but I'll do it in my terms, not your terms, because I'm an image consultant and I understand where I need to take this uh, brand. Mm. So they said, okay, fine. So I, I sourced uh, the princess room at the Taj Palace because mm. these products are used by a more, uh, I would say, right. the high society and, you know, who would indulge in a cream like that. Mm. So I invited 26 of my top society friends, industrial mm. friends, and mm. I and I launched it right near the seaside because mm. the product had real diamonds, mother of pearl and all that. So mm. over a sit down lunch, I had somebody who come and educated them about what La Pride product is all about. Okay. And it became a super hit. And then they copied the same concept back in New York, which I had used mm. over here. Okay, so you can imagine that, um, and and ever since every luxury brand has been coming to me. Hmm. So you I know, launched the Hastings, a fifty lakh rupee bed. Then I launched the four crore uh, Chengiz Khan uh, Ulysses Narda watch. So all the top. Then I was in the on the jury of the uh, the watch uh, uh, in India. Uh, so hmm. I met the. Um, I met the watchmaker, the legendary watchmaker uh, from Nachital, uh, Antonio Simone. So I've only grown and grown into international market. So as of as now, when we you and I are talking, my mm. friends are the ex uh, president of France, Mr. Francois Hollande's ex wife, Valerie Triavella, to mm. uh, the Canadian finance minister's wife, Marilyn Lynch, then. Um, I mean, and and most of the international designers like Maria uh, uh, Gracia, then um, uh, Christina Steen of Dior. I was invited. I get invited every year to Saint Tropez to witness all the uh, private fashion shows with my personal card and a sit down table uh, on a sit down dinner table with the hundred topmost Europeans in the world. So one. So that's how. Yeah. For those uh, who are listening and who are probably uh, not well versed with this whole uh, journey, just in the way even I'm not. So you are, uh, what we know is uh, there is a brand manager. You know, most of the movie stars are brand managers of this product or that product. You are yeah. not a brand manager of, a, um, you're not doing the brand, not manager. You're not a brand endorser of a no. particular product. You just mm. help them launch it in a stylish way. Yeah, and creating an image. Like, like I'll share one more incident with you. There were mm. fancy diamonds come, had come to India some seven, eight yeah, years ago. Yeah. And each fancy diamond was 
worth 10 20 crores so mm-hmm. now how do you launch it so i created a big uh, mine in the princess room again at the taj palace mm-hmm. i made it fully dark and i'd given everyone a torch to see the diamond because wow. in the mines you can so uh, and uh, about there were 20 pieces which had come out of that eight got sold on the spot Mm. and you could not even see the person next to you because the whole focus was on that fancy color red green orange pink color diamonds mm so so uh, my whole concept is not about launching a product but as much as creating a image with the right kind of buyers for it i see so uh, besides this uh, luxury which is uh, to be sounding unreachable the kind of uh, brands that you are launching Uh, mm-hmm. what is this uh, uh interest you have and intricacies that you are able to send such beautiful flower presentations to your friends they look forward to your hampers and the way you present food the way you present flowers where did you learn this art and how do you do it as a business no so it's not business because none none of these are my businesses my business is only launching a very very high end product because very few people understand see and also because i use it myself so i know what is to be done with that okay, okay. the same thing when it comes to presentation bhavna somaya gets many bouquets yeah. but one has to stand out which considers which talks about her image so that's mm. why the brass thali but yeah. again a mix of modern with uh, uh very different kind of flowers and a lot of props because i thought the flowers you know sort of wither away in a day's time but yes. when you add the props to it it stays yeah. on for a longer time and you stay in a person's memory for a longer time yeah okay so there are a lot of thought process which go into everything i do i just don't do things for the heck of it like even i when i give a, a piece of crockery set i yeah. will just not go and pick up a crockery from any regular brand okay. even if it's a even if it's like a very high end brand it will be designed by the designer from gucci because he's got inspired from some japanese artist some centuries ago and mm. it's a coffee set but it has a meaning behind it it has a story so when you laying it out on the table you you, you should be able to make a conversation of the co- coffee set it's not about the money mm. so every piece everything i use becomes a conversation mm. i don't give anything which doesn't have a conversation doesn't relate to it because money is subjective you can yeah. spend lakhs and not do anything about it Mm. but even the smallest thing if it has a conversation behind it you know you feel so proud talking about it that's mm. my entire uh, mind revolves around that's so it becomes very easy for me now to do it hmm tell me like, have you ever thought of uh, doing uh, like uh, how you are transforming images and all that and also how you are launching these luxury brands have mm. you ever done that to uh, say a big movie star who has lo- lost his luster have you been able to redefine him yes um uh, uh, of course because it's individuals i cannot reveal the names but yes. lot of high end industrialists because mm. you know every you have the money but how do you how do you connect with your counterparts all over the world it's all about mm. global today is just not about india it's just not about your bareilly or maharashtra or delhi it's yeah. about 
being a global citizen. So it's very important that you know how to connect with them, the kind of language you reach out to them, the way you dress when you meet them, the mm-hmm. way and when you invite them, what is the thing that you do back mm-hmm. in India when they come over here? Like when I had Valerie Trevela, uh, who was still, uh, her husband was still the president of France. When I invited her to India, my yeah. husband said, you think she's going to come for your personal invitation? I said, let me try. And I wrote a letter to her. And obviously, being the French government, they did a Reiki on me. And she very kindly accepted the invite for a lunch back in Mumbai. When she came here, what do I do? I don't want society people. I want people who can make conversation with her. That's what she wants to know about India, correct? So I did a whole, uh, I did a little synopsis on her and sent it out to 26 of my friends. Hmm. And, and And I, each one got a little little bit about where she came from, how she got into politics, how did she marry this uh, the, the president, and what are her personal likes, dislikes. So it became easy for my friends to make conversation with her. Huh. When she was here, I served her only Maharashtrian food because Indian food is available everywhere in the world. But yes. Maharashtrian food is even difficult to get it in Maharashtra. So I hmm. created an entire uh, banquet of Maharashtrian food. Mm. And she went back feeling so good. She said, I've never been, I've never experienced this kind of a lunch in my life. Wow. Because this was something exquisite. So I invited Karina Kapoor. I invited Zia Modi, who's a lawyer. Then Dipali Goenka. The, 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 the top end industrialist people flew down from Delhi for the lunch. So yeah. I had various kind of people who would talk to her and give her an in, introspect about what India is all about. Okay. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, I yeah. must relate one incident to you. When sure. the French government came down, they told yeah. me that they need to see the passports of the women who are invited. I said, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're coming to my country and there's no way I'm going to let them show you the passport because you won't be able to land here otherwise. Yes. They got shuffled up completely. I stuck mm-hmm. to my gun. I said, I'm not having this lunch because these are my friends. I'm paying for the lunch. You cannot take that away from my friends that they have to show their identity card in their own country. Forget about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And they all bend down and they're saying, okay, sorry, we'll have the lunch. So you have to stick to your guns. You have to be very assertive about what you are and focused. So that took me a long way. So I see a constant uh, uh, confidence and courage in whatever you're doing, because whatever you're doing is something that has not been done before by anybody else. You have been a pioneer. So where do you get your inspiration and this, uh, this resilience to do something so different and make it uh, so popular see once you get into it you st- it's a flow then and i'm mm. very focused mm. i i i don't dilute my personality in any form for anybody or anything you mm. could be just anybody i stick to what i believe in and that's when you know you always you know birds of a feather flock together so mm. i've always i've always connected with like minded people just because you are very popular, you are known, I'm not the type who will go and take a selfie and post it. And, you know, I mean, unless it's important for me, okay? Like if so I want Bhavala Sumaya for her I, birthday. No, no, so I want to stop you here. My memory yeah. of you, the first time we met was at a mm-hmm. jewelry shop. It was some jewelry design display. Okay. Of Sunita Kapoor. Uh-huh. 
and there was uh, neeta sinha the vastu consultant somewhere she was talking okay. to me even i was mm-hmm. meeting her for the first time and then you came to me you smiled and you said we have something in common so i looked at mm. you and you said our surname sounds similar okay wow what a memory <laughs> yes and i said yes because you know i had seen you in uh, mm. the page 3 and many other places yeah so going back mm. to what you were saying yeah so the reason i came to you because i saw your aesthetics okay mm-hmm. i saw you're so committed to whatever you do you don't dilute i've seen i've heard you speak i've read chitralekha read gujarati and mm. i see you as a persona i don't see you just because you write for the top uh, in uh, actors and actresses that didn't matter to me as much as your persona which attracted me to you so yes. i get attracted to powerful personalities who stick to what they believe in instead of diluting themselves and that's mm-hmm. why i walked up to you i don't walk up to people easily unless i believe in them mm-hmm. and yes and when you ask me a question what keeps me going uh, of course because of pandemic i've not been able to travel but otherwise every month please mm-hmm. me every month i travel to do a study in europe i've learned perfume making i've learned chocolate making i've gone to uh, st agatha to learn italian cooking i've gone to germany in rothenburg to learn about um, concentration camps i've gone to switzerland born to learn about political how they run the political uh, you know how they run politics in switzerland so i have got various interests and it absorbs and i get completely absorbed in them i am not the type who goes out for lunches easily for me if you've got nothing to offer to me to invigorate my mind i'm not sitting on that table i'm very clear yeah. about that so out of all these things that you do is there anything more you do that i don't know i'm a very good mother i'm a very even a better wife honestly wow. i'm so committed to my family and my home and if you can cut my finger but my loyalty towards will with with you will never change and that's my commitment to whoever i connect to in the wow. middle of the night you can try me and i will be there for you even if the whole world has gone against you but i will stick to you if i've decided you are going to be my friend for life that's my uh, my commitment to humanity wow so before we end what is a day in chaya momaya's life I get up at about six thirty, and okay. I do my mudras to energize myself. Then I, of course, I've I've got a major OCD for cleaning. So mm. <laughs> every nook and corner of my house has to be cleaned ten times in a day, yeah. if I'm at home. And other than that, I look after uh, uh, my, you know, like my Zoom calls start with my client. uh so i am actually a woman where i can i mold myself according to the time and the uh, the kind of people that i meet so i have got various you, likings and and you are always trim and fit so what do you eat what is your exercise regime okay first thing i don't have a maharaj at home because they can really make you put on weight so my son wanted a chef at home i said no way simple maharashtrian cooking at home simple mm-hmm. food and whenever you want we can always get a chef at home and cook fancy food but if he's going to be staying with us we are going to overeat so mm-hmm. food is most important your kachis so mm-hmm. we have very basic eating habits mm-hmm. 
and uh, and of course you know one other thing i do is i will call up the vegetable vendor myself i don't leave it to my assistant to order vegetables or my driver to go and pick up the vegetables mm. i speak to him and every mo- every time i order vegetables i very specifically tell him in hindi ekdam kavla chahiye kadwa nahi chahiye i go through that entire ritual and people are fed up of hearing it but i said these people forget and yeah. my entire family is eating and my health comes from the vegetables that i eat so my fruit and vegetables i order myself okay so that is one thing i'm focused about so but if you are uh, asking why do you have maharashtrian food at home because i we live in maharashtra and maharashtra after doing the entire study i've realized maharashtra food is the freshest and the healthiest out of all the foods because they don't put any garam masala or anything it's always cobra and hari hari mirchi and dhaniya and all that they cook in that wow and and they don't overcook anything there's no soda in the food so that's yes. how we adapted the maharashtra style of cooking i see so it was wonderful chatting with you uh, chaya and you have broken Thanks. all my uh, misconceptions and perceptions about you just because what is a misconception to one thing is to khane peene ke bare mein kuch nahi aata hoga aur ye ghar pe hi nahi rehti hogi to aaj pata chala ki nahi ye ghar pe rehti hai she is a good wife she is talking to the vegetable vendors and she is uh, taking care of all the detailing in the house including the cleaning of um, ocds yeah so all my cleaning agents come from london from uh, so because they are the best cleaning agents so you hardly use anything you save money and get to get the best of stuff but other than that you know people call me ghar kukdi mm-hmm. you yes. understand that language <laughs> yes yes it's called a ghar ghusar you know yeah ha ke mere ghar aa jao aap magar main ghar se nahi niklungi हाँ तो कोई बात नहीं मैं आऊंगी महाराष्ट्र खाना खाने के लिए लवली लवली लुकिंग फॉरवर्ड भावना सो थैंक यू थैंक यू कोविड खुल जाए उसके बाद थैंक यू भावना थैंक यू सो मच प्लेजर थैंक यू फॉर ट्यूनिंग इन इफ यू हैव लाइक दिस एपिसोड डू कॉमेंट डू रेट ऑन एपल पॉडकास्ट Subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, Castbox, Spotify, Jio Seven, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest. And until then, take great care of yourself.